Okay, we are live and in living color. Uh, so welcome everybody, all the, uh, I think, 572 people that are watching live. Um, okay, so I don't know if you follow um, Warren from Iron Gate on Facebook. Do I follow Warren from Iron Gate on Facebook? Yeah, I do more. Yes. So um, he posted something, I think, yesterday. Um, yeah. Might have been a teddy bear. No, it was a pig. He posted a pig. Yes. Um, and a local musician by the name of Brendan yes. uh, commented. Yes. And so I responded back asking Warren uh, if he would be so kind as to make an introduction to, uh, to Brendan. And Mr. Canning. Mr. Canning. And uh, Mr. Canning actually responded. Yeah. Yeah. So let me tell you his response. Let me just. Uh, I thought you've had Brendan Canning on. Your I have not. Before. I have met him DJing at Twitter Canada. So I, you had on your website I have as a picture, a picture on your website. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, fine. A little creepy, but okay, fine. <laughs> Let's see. So he mentioned, what did he say? Uh, so Brendan told Warren, do tell Kareem. So I'm waiting for Warren. I'm assuming he's busy today because he's got auctions closing. Little little busy right now. Closing That's why every I keep looking minutes. to my right. Yeah. So if eleven you, uh, minutes till the next closing. If you can let uh, Warren Porter know to respond to his friend Brendan Canning, who is one of the founders of H original members of Broken Soul H head. H head. Who? Head. Huh? H head. Okay. H head. I don't know Broken Social Scene. I do know the band H head. You don't know or Broken head. Social Scene. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are too good for popular music now. In fact, we saw Broken Social Scene just a little bit before the pandemic. I think. You oh, where did you see them? At the Danforth. Nice. It was a great, great show. I, um, I discovered them late in life. I don't know, maybe eight years. Sixties. In, in my sixties, yeah. <laughs> and I go, where, where have I been that I don't know this band? Yeah. Um, yeah, just, just, just great tunes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So they're so they're going great. One of my favorite songs, yeah, is Seven uh, Four Shoreline. Yes, that is one of my favorite all time songs. I love that song. I like. Uh, is there another song called Swimmers or Swimmer? That reminds me of my family who always running late. If you never, if you never, you'll always be late if you don't get up on time. 
So I'm always telling Minaz and Kaz. And he's a musician too, so that's even more. He's a musician, prolific. which I thought, you know, if we could get him on the podcast, that'd be like great. A musician on Welcome to the Music, because today we don't have a musician if we don't count yourself. <laughs> don't think we can, I don't think we can count me in that category. No, because even though you've got a piano behind you, I do. I you've said you don't play music anymore. I do not. Yeah, which is which is sad. I think the world the world has lost Greg <laughs> Chelston before he's even gone. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk to you, Greg, yes. about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, our friends, the Foo Fighters, have been uh, elected. Matt Taman uh, have been elected to uh, the hall. Yep. Uh, who else? Who else this uh, year? Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2021 inductees. Do 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 do. Include the Foo Fighters. Include Jay Z. Todd Rundgren. If I, I haven't looked it up, but I know Todd Rundgren is in that group. The Go Go's. The Go-Go's. So. Carol, Carol King. Go ahead. Yeah. LL, LL no. Cool J. So Pat Smear from the Foo Fighters was in a yes. band that I believe Belinda Carlisle was in a long time ago. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Really? But she did something with them. She's listed now. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. So as a Canadian, we're always interested in Canadians in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do you happen to know who's in the hall as a Canadian who's been uh, inducted? I assume Neil Young. Yeah. How many times has Neil Young been elected to the Hall of Fame? Do you know? <laughs> Are you setting this up or what? Twice. 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 So as a solo artist. Yeah. And with CS, no, as a member of the Buffalo Springfield. Uh, okay, yeah, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young have not been inducted in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if Crosby, Stills, Nash have, but CSNY have not, or as you like to call them, Bing Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young MC Hammer. Yes. <laughs> that's actually something that and again i was thinking about that i was going to reply to that tweet to raven drool about that because um I, I i can't take full credit for that for coming up with that but it was uh -oh. a game that we used to play to pass time on the road so you're driving 12 hours to your next gig yeah and that we would we would play that game where you'd have to connect musicians' names. And that's where ah. Bing Crosby, Stills Nash, and Young MC Hammer came from. Excellent. Now, was that ever your guess or was that someone else? I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't remember. I mean, it could have been Jeff's, could have been Jamie, it could have been Sean, could have been. All right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So Neil Young has been inducted twice. Yep. Uh, Russia is really in there. Rush was, I think, the latest Canadian uh, band slash musician to join. 
Uh, who else has been? Do you know? The band. I don't know offhand. The band. The band, which is Canadian and American. Yep. Um, and the next two are essentially solo artists. So you have um, Leonard Cohen has been elected, as has... Um, inducted. Inducted, yeah. What did I say? Elected. Elected. <laughs> um, <laughs> as has Rick Beato's favorite singer-songwriter, Joni Mitchell. Did you happen to watch his video of him talking about having... I think it was lunch with Joni. Just a, he just released it this past week, I think, or maybe two weeks ago. Just a great story he, he tells about, um, I think, going to L.A. Um, and sitting down with, uh, with Joni Mitchell. So uh, check that out. I will have to check that out. Yeah. Are your allergies acting up, Greg? My allergies are horrendous which is why Facebook Live is probably not the best thing to do right now. <laughs> um, here's who's not in the, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I know a lot of people are, um, they either, they either uh, respect this guy or they think he's nothing. Um, Randy Bachman mm-hmm. of BTO and the guests who has not been uh, inducted. I was about to say induced. Into the rock and roll. Induced. Elected. <laughs> induced. <laughs> sure. Uh, do you think he deserves to be? Do you think the Guess Who or BTO deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't know. I mean, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know how much weight I put on the rock and roll hall of fame Yeah, from the perspective of like, do I think the Foo Fighters should be in there at some point? Sure. Should they be now while they're still putting out music? I don't think so. All right. So you're of the opinion that if you're still active, you don't get in the hall. I don't know. Okay. I mean, all right. Okay. Oh, all right. Stepping away but it's a great place to visit and Cleveland rocks. Okay, that's true. <laughs> so here are some of the hits. <laughs> How did that throw you for a loop? Go ahead. I don't know. I don't know if you answered the question. Um, so just to guess <laughs> who. These eyes, laughing, undone. No Time, No Sugar Tonight, American Woman. That's just the guess who, right? If you take a look at BTO, um, BTO came after the guess who, and I couldn't find out how many millions of records, um, or I don't know if we're calling them units these days, the guess who sold. Uh, but they had 14 top 40 hits in the U.S., 30 top 40 hits in Canada. Let's we'll erase Canada from that because it's, you know, it's, it's very American centric. 
Um, but as a at BTO, just BTO, 30 million copies. And here are some of the songs from BTO. They had six top 40 US hits. Here are, and I'm relying on Wikipedia uh, to tell me. Um, Taking Care of Business. You Ain't Seen yes. Nothing Yet. Let It Ride. Hey You. Looking Out for Number One. I mean, all classic rock staples. Um, yeah, I, I think that both of the, I think Randy Bachman is the next Canadian that should be inducted twice. Have they been passed up? I think so, because what it, it's, it's 25 years since you've released your first album or, 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 or music. I think that's, you know, how it starts. Mm -hmm. um, 76 was maybe even earlier. 73 was BTO's first album. It went gold in the U.S., platinum in Canada. All, and then BTO number two, same year, gold in the U.S. again. A year later, not fragile, gold again. A year later, two albums, four-wheel drive and head-on, gold and gold. Then they took a year off, and two years after that, a uh, gold record in, in Canada. Anyways, so I think, Greg, what I'm saying is that we are starting uh, the write-in campaign for the Gesu and BTO to be inducted into Cleveland's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because Cleveland rocks. Because Cleveland rocks. Two of the inductees that I am happy for this year is Kraftwerk from a early influence. And it's good to see Randy Rose get in there as well. Okay. And why, why, why is that? For why Randy Rhodes? Yeah. I mean, I think he had a huge influence with Ozzy going solo. Okay. He's an amazing guitarist and he was gone too early. Like, I don't know what he would have been able to accomplish had he not died. I believe it was in a plane crash. Hmm. I was I was a wee lad at the time. So did he get inducted? Did he get inducted uh, as an individual? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. in the musical Alex musical excellence category. Ah, it's Billy Preston, LL Cool J, and Randy Rhodes. That's really interesting. Yeah, he played with uh, Ozzy. Mm -hmm. And uh, your favorite... I already, I, already, I already said that, but that's fine. You know, your you need to re I know repeat you played... what I put out there. That's fine. Go ahead. Carry on. This is for our listeners. This is not a book that they can flip a page and go back to. Uh, but he also played in your favorite 80s hair metal band. Or was it 90s? Quiet Riot. No? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm laughing at my favorite. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not your favorite, but 
you enjoyed them, I think. I did. I did. Yeah, I liked a lot of metal back then in the days. Like 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 the great conversation we had with the guys from nothing but a good time. Yeah. Listen, for those people who are joining us for the first time on live stream on Facebook, or if people are listening for the first time, here's what, uh, welcome to the music. This is sort of our format. Greg and I uh, talk about things that uh, we are um, in no way uh, experts in, uh, such as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and who should or who should not be inducted. <laughs> as is evidenced by the last... 10 minutes? 29 minutes. 20, wow, that long? No, 19 minutes. 19, 19 minutes. minutes. Uh, and then we usually welcome a guest on. Uh, today, we don't necessarily have a guest, uh, but we're going to talk about lost venues. But before we get to that, uh, you won't hear it on the live stream, but if you download this episode, you are going to hear uh, our sponsor, uh, which is Radical Road Brewery. So thank you to them for... I think they're continuing to be open and brewing beer. Oh yeah, for yeah. for people out in Leslieville and across Ontario that you can buy their product in the uh, LCBO. Hi, the following podcast is brought to you by Radical Road Brewery, the best craft beer in the heart of Leslieville. Find them at eleven seventy seven Queen Street East. That's Radical Road Brewery today. We're going to talk about a lost venue. Um, and it's really interesting because this particular venue uh, had an address that was King Street West, but was considered part of the Queen West neighborhood or part of the uh, Queen West strip of uh, music venues and clubs. And what's also interesting connected to this is that in uh, our past guest, Johnny Dovercourt's book, Any Night of the Week, his chapter on Queen West begins with the venue we're going to talk about today. The, uh, what is it called? Cabana Club or Cabana Bar? The Cabana Room. The Cabana Room. Um, yeah which I never knew of, but I remember, I, I know that location because when I started working in the downtown area, I used to go by uh, King and Spadina and there would be that backpackers um, sort of hostel. Yep. Uh, but before that, it was the Spadina Hotel and uh, the cabana room was, where was that, Greg? Was that top floor or? Upper floor. So I think, I think what's important to note is People today know of that building as a high-end coffee shop and juice bar, I think. Yeah, Quantum um, Coffee. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it was very interesting going in there a few years back. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to go back. And I'm not even talking 90s when you're talking about that with the backpacking community. I'm talking you got to go back to the 80s. Yeah. And that's when the... Spadina Hotel. We talked about the Hotel Isabella previously, right? And the yeah. history of that. Greg, before you know, I continue, you, had, you want to hear something really funny? What's that? I'm just starting to record. 
<laughs> Anyways, go go on. We're we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna have to try to figure out how we rip this down from Facebook. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh dear. Um, yeah, no. So go I think on. I think I think what we need to do is go back. You know, again today it's a it's a high end coffee house. Um, it's you know, that I, I haven't. We haven't been there in over a year in that neighborhood. A year and a half. I, I don't know if that coffee shop still exists anymore. I, d- I don't know. I don't and there know. was also that. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I don't know if it's in here the book, but there was also a uh, like a tech education company that was in there with quantum as well anyways yeah yeah yeah, for sure go on for sure no i was gonna say so you know go back from then you go back to the 90s and it was the backpackers hangout and um the hostel and you know going back to the 80s it was this down and dirty hotel Mm -hmm. that sat at the corner the northwest corner of king and spadina and it was it was a very interesting place. It was a very interesting place from the perspective of the hotel was just a shitty rundown hotel where tricks were turned. Um, like a rabbit out of a hat? Or like a rabbit out of a hat. Is that like a tr- rabbit. This is a family a show, Greg. Well, so I yeah. just want to clarify yeah. what kind of tricks yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Um, there was the big room downstairs, which was like stepping back in time. But upstairs, there was a small room, a small room, but a smaller room. And it was called the cabana room. And it became a, a, a an important piece of the 80s Toronto music scene. And you're right. It was sort of lumped in with, with the Queen West. And it's interesting, too, because like... You know, you you think of Queen West now and you think of King West now, you mm-hmm. know, and all the, the fancy restaurants and wine bars and everything else. But like back then, there was really nothing west of Spadina, really. Like, I mean, you know, you had the Riv and the Horseshoe and it went to Spadina. I remember going to um, the band Chalk Circle played Nathan Phillips Square and we went to an after party. And it was somewhere between Spadina and Bathurst on the south side, one of the upper buildings. Yeah. Or not like upper floors, one of the buildings in there, probably somebody's apartment, if I remember, a loft. And that seemed so far out. There was nothing out there, really. I mean, you know, again, there was. The arts community was starting to move into there, but it was really, you know, cheap rent and cheap beer. Yeah. And so, so, you know, the Spadina hotel was part of that seediness of that West of Spadina. What was it about just that area, Greg, that you recall, you know, that queen West neighborhood um, that, you know, in, in your opinion um, that, that made it a, a you know, a, a center of, music sort of speak or do it yourself music well i think i think it, i think it was cheaper rent you didn't have lululemon and and uh you know these shops you know that you now are on queen street you know it was it was a, a a reasonable place where somebody could go and live as an artist and it was a reasonable place where you could set up a shop 
you could set up a storefront. And again, that's what yeah. I'm talking about, sort of creeping west of, of Spadina, but also even like, even that, you know, whatever, John and Peter to Spadina strip, you yeah. know, watch, watch pursuit of happiness as I'm an adult now. And you get a good, to me, a good vibe of that area. In fact, I think that was shot out in front of, which we'll cover on another future episode is uh, the bamboo. I mean, mm. that was right at the corner there. And, and you had all the, just these, these, these bars and, and artsy places for people to hang out because they could afford it. Yeah. Nowadays you got H and M and Lululemon and whoever else in there. It's just like, it's become high end, no, high, high, high fashion, if you will, retail. Yeah. Not yeah. high fashion, but retail. Yeah. Yeah. You know, more, that, more they, expensive they sort of yeah. rents. Yep. And it's talk- great to see. And we've talked about that with the horseshoe when we had uh, McPherson on, it's like, it's, you know, it's good to see. And hopefully we'll continue to see places like the horseshoe and places like the Riv survive. Yeah. Post pandemic. That's so true. Um, so what, what was it about the cabana room that made it, was it just another room that was, um, that, that bands like the ones that you played in could get gigs at? And so you just did it. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could, you could play it on a, it was, it was a neat room. Again, it wasn't a big room. Um, it was a pain in the ass to lug your gear up because it was a story up and you had to basically climb up the fire escape. So hauling amps up that wasn't yeah. easy um but no it was just it was an it was a you know it was a fun place to play on a wednesday night you know what i mean it was just like a a, a good fun room to play um yeah. there was nothing there was nothing like there's nothing about it from the perspective of if you played the cabana you made it you know what i mean like like we talked about elmo before not to say that you made it if you played the elmo but you wanted to play the elmo you wanted to play the cabana room but you wanted to play the cabana room like you wanted to play hotel isabella like you wanted you know what i mean the izzy and so so yeah. it was just you know it was in your sort of as a musician it was in your circulation of bars that you would play it's yeah so it's more along the lines of if you're going to play in toronto there's a almost like an echelon of 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 venues, right? And, and maybe Cabana was part of that. So you had to pay your dues at maybe places like the Cabana room. Is that fair enough to say? Yeah, you could certainly get, you could certainly get a, a night a headlining night at the Cabana room before you're going to get one at the horseshoe or Lee's palace. Yeah, for sure. You sort of move up to those places. Yeah. But, but again, I think it's, you know, it's also a fun place to go and, you know, cut your teeth and practice your chops. And yeah, like, like, you know, we were, we were talking about at one point, you know, going under an alter ego band name, okay. even though we played least palace once a month on a Saturday as a headline, a Friday yeah. or Saturday as a headline, which band was this? Uh, the life, the life, you know, although commander would have been around, yeah, it would have been around back then or at that point, but um, early, very early nineties, I think. Um, but yeah, it would be the kind of place we we had talked about, you know, doing an alter ego band, um, just, just to, and, and, and not caring whether you're headlining or second or open more just around practicing the songs, playing the songs, cutting your teeth, Uh, you know, or getting your chops down kind of thing, right. You know, taking new songs Mm -hmm. and going out and playing them. Yeah. 
but but I will say, I mean, like, you know, again, much like the Hotel Isabella, when we were first coming out, like first starting out as international boundaries, you know, we were knocking on their door asking if we could play a gig at their venue. Yeah. You know, I know we're going to have Kenny Sprackman on to talk. Same sort of thing. We, you know, knocking on Kenny Sprackman's door saying, can we play? And he'd be like, yeah, I'll give you a chance here, an opening spot at the Riv kind of thing or whatever. You're not going to play the horseshoe right now, but go play the Riv and see what you can do. Were there other rooms in the Spadina Hotel? There was a room downstairs. There was okay. a main, like a main room. Um, I don't know if they had. I never played there. Okay. I never played there, but uh, apparently it was like stepping back in time. It was very, you know, it was like a moment in time. It hadn't been touched in years. Okay. Okay. Many, many years. Um, so playing, you know, tell me a little bit about the room. Like how big, how, how many people could, you know. I don't know, honestly. There. I think I'm going to guess a hundred people maybe max. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Um, so has it always been, so here's, you know, the reason I'm asking that. Yeah. Um, has it always been, um, you know, from my understanding, sort of these, these bars that, that bands go play in and, and maybe it's the same thing with the horseshoe now that uh, the band keeps uh, the tickets, you know, so if you're selling tickets at 10 a pop or 20 or whatever it is, the band keeps that um, all drinks, alcohol, whatever goes to the bar. Um, is that, is that how it is? Is that how it, it has always been? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm laughing. Cause I don't know if you can hear, but the, the geese are squawking away out here. They're not happy. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's the way you did then. It was, it was absolutely, okay. you know, you, you would, you would get a part of the door. Okay. Um, you might get a part of the bar. Maybe. Yeah. But generally speaking, it's you sell, you know, you get your tickets, the tickets that come in the door that are yours. Yeah. Uh, that's what you get. So you get your 50 bucks and thanks for coming out. Not 50 With, bucks. Okay. I just, <laughs> whatever. but whatever it was, I mean, it might have some nice, it would have been 50 bucks. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it was, the whole band. If it was three bucks a pop or two bucks a pop and you got 25 people in there. You're, you're, that's your money. Hey, your dog sounds like our geese. Yeah. That's a dog from like two houses away. Oh, is it? Oh, I thought it was your dog. Yeah, that's that's the power of this mic that I'm using. Who knows? Fancy. Uh, uh, I've been told it's better to be hot than not, or is it the other way around? In you, terms you of don't, the mic, you, 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 I know this sounds really weird, but you don't want to be too hot. You don't want to be too hot. All right, I'll, I'll try to sit back a bit. <laughs> um. Okay, so that's that's the cabana room. Um, did 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 the cabana room and uh, the Izzy and places like this? Did they give the band drinks and food to you know take care of them that way as well? Or I think we'd probably get a couple of beer each, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Certainly wouldn't get food. Yeah. Again, we'll talk about the bamboo. That's that was the best place to play for food. Oh. Um, yeah, you always got great food at the bamboo. 
Uh, no, it was just, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, we might've got a couple of drinks, but it wasn't even like, like I remember playing, actually it could be another lost venue, uh, Nags Head downtown on King at Young. Nags Head King North. Young, Queen and Young, King and Young. Nags Head downtown. Downtown. I just Not remembered. Nags Head, as soon Nags, as Head, said, Nags Head North is where all you Scarborough kids went. Well, this, you know, not, not to be funny, but it's um, when you said Nagshead, um, you know how I know of that name, Nagshead? Oh. The concert listings that radio stations used to do. Yep. Um, you know, whether it was Q or whether it was The Edge, um, you would hear these concert listings. Um, every so often, and I don't, I don't think I've ever seen or gone into Nags Head, but I remember Nags Head and Nags Head North. Um, damn, that's yeah. Nags Nags Head North is where the was the bigger venue. Nags Head South, Nags Head Downtown was. Uh, I don't know what it was before. But it was a it was a smaller room. It was a fun room to play, real fun room to play. And okay. where I was going to go with that was they gave you a case of, I think Moosehead. Oh, I think it was a case of Moosehead you got each time you played there. Interesting. Whereas other bars might give you a couple of tickets or a couple of beer or nothing. So was there pressure, Greg, um, knowing that you're going to make five or ten bucks a person? to get as many people aka your friends to come to all of your shows absolutely not even just your friends just get people get visibility i mean you know hopefully we'll have jeff maybe join us for the bamboo lost venues yeah that's what i'm thinking or nags said that'd be a fun one too um but yeah no i mean jeff and i jeff and i and and i guess mike too at the time we would have we would have driven around the city and Jeff would have, Jeff would have lifted me up by my waist and I would have a can of wallpaper paste and a bunch of our flyers. Oh yeah. And we would like, he'd lift me up. I'd put the flyer up. I'd take the wallpaper paste. Yeah. And then on to the next one. So all the flyers you'd see are, in fact, there was a band. Who was it? That we used to we used to compete with to see who could get their we didn't know them, but you could always tell we were competing to see who could get their flyers higher on a poster or on a wall. <laughs> Not necessarily whose poster would be eye level, whose no. could be higher. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. that's that's yeah, that's really interesting. Being a salesman. At yeah, yeah, we're always selling, always selling. So yeah, so whether it was a commander room or Lee's Palace, you're you were trying to get people out. Yeah. And doing what you could and you're marketing, you're marketing yourselves. I mean, we were we talked about Daryl um about back in that day, and it was just about hustle. And today, you know, I can only imagine um I can only imagine what you know you could do today as a hustler and a marketer with today's technology. Yeah. Um, because back then we were cutting and pasting and drawing and photocopying and wallpaper paste and 
plastering downtown this is, Toronto. This is pre pre internet days or pre MySpace. <laughs> pre internet days, yeah, a bit a bit before the internet. A bit before the internet. <laughs> Just a bit before the internet. Yeah. Awesome, man. The internet as we know it today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that is the Cabana Room. But before we go, uh, other notable bands besides the Life uh, to play, whether it's in the Cabana Room or the Sabatina Hotel. Um, we have the Tragically Hip, apparently. Leonard Probably. Cohen. Uh, Jack Nicholson's film, The Last Detail, apparently was filmed uh, at the Spadina uh, Hotel. Um, and apparently it was one of the venues for Toronto's punk scene. Um, and uh, the Rolling Stones also played there as well. So, Greg, at you're in room. Uh, over its history, it has been home to many notable residents. It was the center of the Queen Street West music scene and saw visitors. So maybe the Rolling Stones didn't play. Maybe they actually stayed in a hotel. But they had visitors. Well, I don't the think they would stay in the hotel. Or they went and saw a band playing there, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> or they walked by it once. Or, or cool. they looked over and went, what is that I building? <laughs> and then that got written into history as it was a big, important thing for the Rolling Stones. One of the musicians that I will say that, that um, played there. Yes. And I think this is the best story to wrap it up with. Yeah. Is, is uh, the drummer from Durango 95, the drummer from Harem Scarum, and the singer for Jakey Lee's Red Dragon Cartel. Darren Smith, as well as being a singer for Bastard and a number of other bands, Darren Smith played there. And when I say he played there, we've talked yes. about this one night after a show to see Shark Graffiti at Lee's Palace. We ended up crashing at the Spadina Hotel because we missed our GO train back out to Whitby. So we couldn't get out of town. And we ended up at the Spadina Hotel. I don't know how or why. And Darren Smith, there was somebody's guitar. Maybe it was one of the guys from Shark Graffiti. Darren Smith played in the hallway for the ladies who were pulling rabbits out of hats. This would keep them going, keep on pulling out rabbits? This Maybe, maybe it kept them pulling more rabbits out of their hats. Okay. But uh, yeah, Darren Smith played a long set that night for the ladies of the night. All right. Wonderful. Yes. Uh, Greg, before, before we stop, press stop, uh, a special happy birthday to my mom. Uh, yes. So happy birthday, mom. Love you. And uh, Kel, Kel, Kel made a comment about she had to be nice because she brought up a nice person. And I was going to go, mm, you know, yeah, he's all right. Yes. <laughs> Unless right. she was referring to my sister. Um, I don't know if she said child or son. If she or said son. child, she was probably referring to your sister. Yes. Yeah. Or, and if she said son, then maybe my brother. That's true. Yeah. So it could go, it could go either way. 